Hello everybody and welcome back to Goldbridge Saves Football. It's the Friday show which means we're looking forward to a huge weekend of Premier League action. We're also going to do a head-to-head -head Premier League draft where we have to pick a Premier League 11 but can't pick the same players. You're going to be voting on the poll of that. We're also talking about uh, 11s. We'll have a Manchester United-Liverpool combined 11 considering they're playing at the weekend. Uh, we're also going to talk about Eric Ten Hag. Could he ever be as good as Jurgen Klopp? And we've got individual match either-ors as well. I've picked my top five fixtures of the weekend that we're going to either-or with those as well and plenty more to discuss. But uh, Will, how are you doing? Yeah, very, very happy, very, very joyful, very soulful. Uh, the live show happened on Monday. Obviously, it was a, a Man United show, but uh, lovely community there. But great to meet some of you that listen to the podcast and our little community that's growing. And some ultras there, they were they were out there in their numbers shouting. So just, uh, just feel great. Yeah, joyful and triumphant he feels for this festive edition. Although it's not the festive edition, that will be next week. Look forward to that. But... Look, big, big week of Premier League action. Um, also, big week of Champions League football. We don't really talk about that on the podcast, but there's no reason not to. Also, want to get, give a big, big shout out to um, some of the videos we've done on the That's Football YouTube channel this week. We we actually led on this injury thing, Will. I did a video on it. It had over 200,000 views. You know, we've been talking about how there's been a massive increase in Premier League injuries, and that's only going to get worse. So thanks, everyone, who's supporting the podcast and That's Football YouTube channel as well. But it has been a big week, and I, I think there is um, a bit of a European hangover as well ahead of this weekend uh, Manchester United heading to Liverpool we're going to do the Premier League draft but I thought we'd sandwich that in between some of the Premier League action because I want to get straight into Manchester United's problems um, and obviously they've got Liverpool at the weekend out of Europe completely Will as a non-Manchester United fan what were your thoughts about what's going on at Manchester United well, I don't know if I'm a bit of an, an anomaly, but I like to see the Europe, the English clubs do well in Europe. I was watching your video this morning about the coefficient, which which that can affect, and how maybe teams lower down the league, and even Manchester United, sort of, yeah, will be relying on others now to get that second seed. So, I don't agree with the reformatting of the Champions League, but no. if we can get five champ, five English teams in the Champions League, we want to do that. Manchester United, it's like. A surprise, but not a surprise. I think the big to finish fourth in that group is is shocking. And I mean, we've all as we're recording this on a Wednesday. You have seen the highlight reels that, well, not highlight. What's the opposite? The low light reels of Onana in the Champions League, and you just look back and think individual errors have literally cost you. It's obviously there's a overriding thing with Manchester United right now where there's you know there's no clarity there's no forward drive there's no one leading the ship it feels like properly um no vision going forward sorry to make you even more depressed it is a really and I'm a Birmingham fan and I'm saying this but I think individual errors have cost even a Europa League spot which I think still would be good going for Man United in the this season this is a bit of an, a, a, a podcast exclusive, actually, unless I've mentioned it in shows after this, which I sometimes do repeat because it's good. But the 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 Anana thing, which I have been, you know, I've been on radio, I've been on the United Stand talking about it. I, I hold him solely responsible for the exit from Europe. Um, we weren't going to win in Europe. The team's terrible; it won't score goals. But I was looking at the the the, the mistakes that he made, and somebody put a highlight reel of it up, and I was like, he got Casemiro sent off because of a stupid pass. One-on-one -on -one with Icardi, should have saved it, it was straight at him. I think he directly cost us about four goals. And then there's probably five where you'd go, I think a better goalkeeper saves that. And we've only played six games. Um, 
But look, I, I don't actually blame the goalkeeper. I blame the purchase. I think it, I just don't know why we did that. But look, look, Manchester United head to Liverpool on Sunday. Let's have a quick look ahead towards that. I want to start off with a combined eleven, Will, because um, and cool. feel to. Why don't you do it, and then I'll, I'll, I will, I will um, interject if I think a Man United player should be in there. Allison, Trent, Van Dijk, Varane, Robertson. I mean, if if we're not what we am I doing it on form or am I doing it on all timeness? I think he, I th- I th- I think I like I don't you know because I'm dead against these injuries and VAR. Yeah, has yeah. got nothing to do with the combined eleven. But I think if everybody's fully fit, playing at their best, you do a combined okay. eleven based on that. Casemiro, Fernandez, Sabozlai or McAllister. I go McAllister. Salah, uh, Nunez, and well, probably Diaz. Mm. Yeah, Anyone I, else you I, disagree with? No. Oh, maybe, th- yeah. So you've you've gone Allison, Trent, Van Dyke, Varane, Robertson, Casemiro, McAllister, um, Bruno, Diaz, Salah, Nunez. I mean, I'm, I'm actually on that. I'm quite happy. I mean, Varane, Casemiro, and Bruno three in there I'm sure there's Liverpool fans saying no 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 I mean I think logically yes uh, Varane is still and Casemiro and Bruno at their best but I would put Diaz ahead of Rashford I wouldn't have probably done it at the start of the season but Diaz hasn't been good that this season but when he's at his best I think he offers more than Rashford who doesn't offer anything other than goals at the moment and not I'll even then well, Diogo Jota friend of the channel because we interviewed him once I think he's sort of in that underrated category where I don't know if it's because of the system but you just feel like if he can he could really become that with the Diaz dropping form. He could really become part of that front three and really like establish himself. But I'd probably even put him over some of the Man United players in that front three, just because you know even when he's off the bench and comes on, he always makes an impact, and you can just tell his sort of uh, general vibe is is not detrimental to the the squad. Where some of these Manchester United players, which we've seen more famously, if they do get dropped, it all goes tits up. Yeah, well, look, we've done the combined eleven there. Uh, thinking about the game ahead, uh, just just my quick thoughts because obviously uh, this is probably the one game with Man United where I'd go, yeah, we're going to lose. Um, in fact, if God said to me, your life depends on one of these two choices, and if it goes wrong, you're dead. You either, if Man United win at Anfield, you're allowed to live, and if they don't, you die. Or John Terry on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire has to win a million. I'd probably pick John Terry on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. There's no chance. Really? That's how desperate wow. it would be. For people who aren't watching, I mean, John we, Terry's we... not got a great uh, reputation for being intelligent. No, the one that you want, and uh, lovely bloke, but it, remember when Darren Bent went on Mastermind and it was his specialist subject and he was just, and it was like, pass, pass. And at the end of that, it was, you've had 13 passes and it, it was his specialist subject. Um, probably nerves. So that, probably nerves. for next time. Yeah, big yeah, big nerves in the big chair. Um, I mean, we you mentioned it on the live show as well. Like people were shouting out in the crowd saying the best thing Man United could do is probably forfeit to get the three 0 result, and it's not going to get any worse <laughs> yeah, than that. that but was... <laughs> I, it, it's funny, isn't it? Like you go cast your mind back to when it was the Liverpool Man United. When was it? February, March this time last. You know, obviously, yeah, yeah. You'd either yeah. won the cup or were on the way to winning the cup. I remember Gary Neville doing his stuff before the game when he was like. I think Sunes was like, oh yeah, I we were quite, we were quite confident going into that game because yeah, you yeah. Know, and people forget we we were in a good place before it. We weren't after. 
Yeah, exactly. Because Sunes was that, like I think Liverpool will win today, and like Neville laughed. And I remember that weekend, I didn't change my fantasy team, and I left load of Liverpool players, and then Salah as captain, and I was like, oh no. And then, do you, as a United fan, do you think that's almost been the turning? Is that the turning point of like where it's gone a bit shit? I think it was the point where the players probably realised that the Ten Hag wasn't the magician. You know, when you take a defeat like that, it's quite humbling, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think that, I think looking ahead to this game, the big thing that just stands out to me at the moment is beyond the manager, beyond the, the ownership, beyond transfers, spend, everything. The team he's going to put out on Sunday just won't be good enough. The team yeah. he puts out on Sunday because of injuries, bad signings, whatever you want to call it, uh, it, it won't be good enough. And I saw that against Bayern Munich and, and people don't want to listen to it. People on this podcast will listen to it because it's the only way to consume it unless you're about to leave right now. But people didn't want to listen to this on the Bayern Munich game. I said, look, at the end of the day, it's really disappointing and we've only got ourselves to blame. But on this game, when you see the team line up for Bayern and you see the team line up for Man United and then you see Luke Shaw and Maguire go off in the first half, that Bayern Munich team is better. And also, I've seen that Bayern Munich team pretty much the same team being picked all season. Whereas Man United change their 11 every week. You can't do that. You're never going to build patterns or continuity. So, look, very simply, Liverpool are a better 11. They've got a more stable 11. They're at home. They're doing better in the league. I think from Man United's point of view, if I was approaching this game, Will, and Ten Hag doesn't do this, he likes to play one holding midfielder. I'd play two holding midfielders. I'd play deep. I'd narrow the pitch. And I would look at, look, what probably everybody does when they go to the Etihad. I'd, I'd, I'd be like, none of this expansive nonsense. Just completely mm. keep it tight. And if they score, we keep it 1-0. If they score two, we keep it 2-0. Keep the score down. And if, you never know. You maybe get a breakaway goal. You maybe get a 0-0. But I, I think that's the only way to approach it. I think where Man United are now, like Eric Ten, Ten Hag needs to be pragmatic because, mm. yes, he has got a philosophy and he wants to... Well, we've still not really seen that, but you probably even need to be more pragmatic just because of, of what could lie ahead and almost just steady the shores for a couple of weeks and just say, look, right, we're doing this. We're going to Liverpool. Could be a pasting, but I'm just set up to try and not limit the damage, but you could still get a positive result by being negative. But I wanted to ask you, do you ever see a world in the next three to five years where Eric Ten Hag can be as successful as Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool? You know what? I've got to be, um, and again, it's another podcast exclusive. So, I've got to be consistent. I've got to be consistent here. I've said it about so many things that I've observed whilst I've been doing this sort of content. When it goes bad for a manager, it never turns itself right. It never does. Mm. There's not many man. It can start. You know, Jurgen Klopp started bad and and built it up. Arteta started bad and built it up. But you very rarely get a manager that does well and then it goes really bad and then they get it around. And that's what worries me about Ten Hag. Um, I, I just wouldn't sack a manager because I think this is... If we sack this manager, the players get off with it, the Glazers get off with it. Yeah. And we've done it so many times. This time, no matter how bad it gets, I'd rather stick with the manager and look at the other areas. And some people don't understand that. But if we sack him, it's another three years of another cycle. I don't want to see it happening. But do I think he's the man? I don't think there is a man to take Man United where they need to be at the moment. So the honest answer has to be no. And then just another one to fire at you as well, because I'm very intrigued. Do you think uh, the side and the club that, well, maybe it's two different questions, but do you think the side and the club that Eric Ten Hag inherited is worse than the side and the club that Jurgen Klopp inherited back in the, back in the day? 
Um, casting my mind back, I mean, that Liverpool team was a team that never looked like it was going to win the league. So I think Jurgen Klopp probably inherited a harder job in relation to squad and, and, and no doubt financials if you look at what United have spent. But, you know, you look at the Brightons, you look at the Aston Villas, I think there's a lot to be said for structure around the manager. And also there's a yeah. lot to be said for mentality of player. United, you know, at the end of the day, Ten Hag is a shit sandwich. I mean, you can call him the shit, but, um, you know, he's also, um, actually, I've got that analogy completely wrong. Um, he is the he is the filling of two pieces of shit, really. The bread's not there. Um, you've got pressure from above, pressure from below. It's mission impossible for me. But, you know, I'd love United to get a point. I think it'd be good because we've got West Ham away and then we've got Villa at home. So it's not going to get any easier. And I mean, look, he is on the pathway to the sack. I'm not. I'm not naive. I just. I just hope he can survive it and proper change happens. Yeah, but then from a Liverpool perspective as well, just looking at that, I mean, this is the. Hopefully, it's not the nightmare nightmare before Christmas. But they have got two huge games, like we mentioned, the the way Villa had them in the other week. They've got the home game against Man United, then the home game against Arsenal because of the Club World Cup. Manchester City aren't playing, yeah, so if they can get six points, top at Christmas, they'll be top at Christmas, and you know have a bit of a buffer as well, and they'll be putting the pressure on, which you'd like to think with the way that they've been through it before with Jurgen Klopp, they can definitely handle the pressure and maybe put the foot down as well. Yeah, I think they've got Carabao Cup midweek next week as well to get into the semi-final. So, exciting time for Liverpool fans. Well done. Let's move on to something else. Um, uh, before we talk about some other games, let's do the Premier League draft now. So, the rules are simple. Uh, Will and me will take turns to pick players. Uh, once they're taken, they're off the board. It's a 4-3-3 formation and you decide which team is best on the Spotify poll. So, it'll be Will's team against Mark's team. Um I'm going to be generous. Uh, Will is going to get to go first by picking his Premier League draft goalkeeper. Oh no, you, no, you just do it. Do it anyway. No, no, you just pick a player. We're not starting a goalie. All right, okay. So you just it's first off the board. You know, like the NFL, it's like yeah, bit, you know, okay. the best player. So okay. with the, yeah. the first pick for the Brazier Bastards, I would like to pick Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, are we, so we be... so we both pick an eleven anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we're both picking eleven, yeah, yeah, but you're yeah, just yeah, picking yeah. it. So you can't pick Kevin De Bruyne now, and this is yeah. where you'd be in your back office now with your general managers and your scouts going, "I like the look of this guy." Um, no, so I don't so. need any any help. I'm 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a genius. So I'm going to go right wing Mo Salah. Damn. 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 Okay, I really wanted Mo Salah. Um. Okay, I don't want to do too many of these, but just because I would have picked Mo Salah, I'd like to put that out there. I'm gonna go for. I am gonna go for Erling Haaland. Okay, he's got Erling Haaland up front. Good shout. That leaves me a little bit short. Um, I'm gonna go Son left wing. Interesting. Didn't think you'd do that. Son as a second, as a second round pick. Very interesting to see. Um. Now, it's whether I sort of go a bit more, think of the 11. I think I can do this with you. My third pick for this 11 will be Rodri. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'm just going to put Alisson in goal. Ah, uh, you do? Yeah, okay. I could see that coming. That's fine. That's fine. I'm happy to take the... This is the good. I'm enjoying this game. I think it's a good game. I hope everyone at home is playing. You could do you um, could be doing third picks right. at home. 
yeah nice maybe yeah we can maybe we'll find a way of getting a that, in fact i'm bringing that in whilst we're doing this you should be taking third picks well no you can pick your own team actually and put it in yeah um left wing i will go no actually oh see now i didn't anticipate this um i'm gonna just go and get my back line sorted i'm gonna go for virgil van dyke van dyke okay um, I'm going to go with, uh, well, I don't need to do that at the moment because you've got, you've gone with Rodri, haven't you? Um, uh, Saliba. Saliba at the back. Okay. You forced me into the centre-backs because you went for Van Dijk. I can't wait. Uh, okay. I've not got any sort of attacking threat outside of my striker. You've took most Hamid Salah and Son off the board. So maybe a bit of a higher round pick than I would like to do, but you have doth forth forced my hand mark. I am going to go for Bakayo Saka. No, it's a good pick. That is a good pick. Very good pick. Um, so I, I don't need to do anything with the striker because you've gone with Haaland. Um, I know what you're going to do there. So I will go with uh, Trent at right back. Trent's an interesting one. Maybe too high. Um, now, it's whether I go attacking in the midfield or sort of double down. Uh, I, I t actually, I'll tell you what, because I think when I pick this person, your face, balls and arse might drop because you're thinking, who am I going to pick next? Left back, Andy Robertson. Andy Robertson at left back. That's fine. Um, I want to get this player in just in case you go for it. Um, you've got De Bruyne and you've got Rodri in your midfield. So I'm going to take... Um, I'm going to take Bernardo Silva. <laughs> what? Wow. No, I just did not see that coming. I thought I had you pick written down in, in my head. So that leaves me with a couple of options in centre mid, which I'm actually going to sort of let you play your hand with, I think, a little bit there. Okay. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think for these other forward slots. I might be a bit controversial here. People could get involved in the comments, but just for pure talent alone. He's gonna go Jared Bowen. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Phil Foden as a sort of right right winger. Okay, I'll complete my midfield. Uh, sorry, I won't complete my midfield. I've got Silva. Um, I'm going to go Odegaard. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, I would have picked another player in this position, which is going to open the door for you. So I would have picked Declan Rice, but I've got Rodri and I've got De Bruyne. And to complement that midfield, I'd like to go for Bruno Fernandes. Lovely. Um, Declan Rice was my other pick, so I'll get him now. Yeah, I thought I could have took so him So I've got Rice, Silver and Odegaard. I'm happy with that. I've got De Bruyne, Rodri and Fernandes. Mm. That's, I don't know. Well, no, the audience is going to decide. They'll be at home going, oh, I'm on Team Will or, oh, I like Team Mark. Mm, yeah, I like Team Mark. Um, I would Three have, picks left, uh, isn't it? Yeah, the goalie's an easy one for me then because obviously you picked Alisson, so I don't need to worry about that. I'm just trying to think who my other centre-back would be. Um, I'm just trying to work out if I can get Dan Byrne into this 11 to be honest with you um, yeah, I would. yeah I would it's a good move let me just check my board here I've just been going off it a bit oh yeah know what I'm going to do I'm going to go for Ruben Diaz 
And that's good because I'm going to go John Stones. You're going John Stones. Right back. Shout out to Botman, though. I nearly went for Botman. Yeah, shout out Dan Byrne. Nearly went for you as well. Left back. Um, Right back, I'll go for now. Probably low draft potential because he's had a bad week. But you don't draft on a week. You draft on career. So I'm going right back, Kieran Trippier. Yeah, um, um, you've gone Robertson. So I'm going to go with Luke Shaw, left back. Nice, and that just leaves me with a goalie, and I'm going to go for Thomas Kaminsky from Luton. Only joking, it's Edison. Edison. Well, you went Erling Haaland, and this is going to play into Goldbridge, isn't it? Because we don't allow Haaland to be in the game. So striker-wise, I've got problems here because um, I actually could mm. have tried a few things with maybe putting Son up front and going for a left winger. I could do that if I wanted to. You could still do that, yeah. I could still do that. Um, it's difficult. Nicholas Jackson, I know you like. Yeah, Ollie Watkins deserves a shout out, but not in a team like this. Um, so I'm. Uh, Eddie and Ketty is another one of your favourites. Yeah, really, really. Uh, people will be screaming to go and do something. I mean, like, this is where people like Marcus Rashford let me down because he would be easy going into this team and, and doing a job. Um, Isaac, maybe? Isaac's an interesting one. Um, I'm actually going to do something really controversial here. Wow. I'm going to get uh, Craig Gordon to go on the left and put Son up front. Craig Gordon? Not Craig Gordon. You know his name. Dale Gordon. Anthony Gordon. Anthony okay, Gordon. That would be. The uh, the former Sunderland keeper as a left winger would be a controversial That choice. would be controversial. So go on then. Read your team out. Now, this is where it gets important for people at home. Let us know which team you're going to vote for. Wills, Bastards or Marks. Marvellous Marks 11. Marvellous Marks 11. Uh, that's lovely, that. Uh, yeah, welcome to the 2023 Bastards. In goal, Edison, right-back, Trippier, Diaz, Van Dijk, centre-back, left-back, Andy Robertson, a midfield three of Rodri, Kevin De Bruyne and Bruno Fernandes, and an attacking front three of Bakayo Sacco, Bakayo Saka, Erling Haaland and Phil Foden. It's a good team. I personally think it would be a great game to watch. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I've got a team that's definitely better, but I do think it's yours might be slight favourites, but I still think it could compete. Allison in goal, Trent, Saliba, John Stones, and Luke Shaw. I love that back five, by the way. Midfield three of Rice, Bernardo Silva, and Odegaard. I think that could work. And then a front three of Salah, Son, and Gordon. I like it. I like my eleven. I like your eleven as yeah. well. I like my 11 and I don't like your 11 at all. But yeah, get involved in, on the poll. Let us know who you think is going to win. I'm pretty comfortable with this. If, I mean, we could probably put it in some sort of football man simulation and actually find out who could win. But I think we need it. You know what? The the graphic designer needs to put up two images of these and it's got to go on socials as well. You know, it need, people need to yep. decide. Yeah, it's, it's, it, this needs to happen every year as well. It's a great idea. Uh, brilliant, brilliant idea. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, let's go back to reality remember we've got Goldbridge as well I'd forgotten to advertise that at the start of the podcast but uh, let's go it is a Premier League preview we've spoken about Liverpool uh, Manchester United and I've pricked out pricked out 
I've picked out my other four big games of the weekend. Um, either ors, uh, Arsenal, Brighton, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I, I was looking at this and I was like, oh, that's a tasty one. But I just it's not even on the bloody could... telly. It's another game. It's another week. It's another Sunday at two o'clock where they put the they put the worst one on again. I think it's I think it's West Ham. I think it, I'm sure it's West Ham. West Ham Wolves is on Sky. Bloody joke. Arsenal Brighton is such a good game, and again we've been robbed. I feel no, I feel no. like the guy who got socks at Christmas. Nothing wrong with socks, especially if you get a nice pair of lovely white thick ones. But they've appeased you, Mark, because Saturday evening. Uh, they've got Burnley versus Everton on the telly. Yeah, I'm going out with my dad. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, yeah, Arsenal Brighton. I don't even I like, like him. Oh. That's what I mean. I saw that was on. Oh. I went, Dad, let's go for a pint. It'll be better than watching this shit. And he's a big Everton fan. Um, I, I think Arsenal Brighton, I thought, was going to be a lot closer. I put it in the running orders like, oh, yeah, this will be a juicy one. But I actually do think it'll be quite a convincing Arsenal win. Even against who? Three or who four nil. Arsenal Brighton. I thought he said Arsenal Everton. I was going to go. Oh yeah, they're not even playing Everton. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd go with Arsenal on this one as well. I'd love, I'd love Brighton to get a result, but I think Arsenal might be catching them at the right time, especially after the Villa loss at the Emirates. Brighton, are, I feel for Brighton. You know, everyone talks about the injuries for Newcastle and Man United, but Brighton are decimated. Um, but I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a good game. I think that it will be a good game to watch if you can watch it. Uh, because obviously it's not the TV game. So I'll go Arsenal as well. Yeah, and also as well, just the way that Arteta's managed to navigate the Champions League group. They've obviously rung in the changes this week and, yeah. and had a few of them. So They've gone under the radar almost... how effective they've been actually in their yeah. group, considering they've not been in Europe for a while. Yeah, so they've done really well and hopefully the benefits will pay off Well, for Champions League for a while. Um, we've got... Uh, Newcastle-Fulham, I think, is quite interesting. Newcastle will, uh, you know, coming off the back of a couple of terrible results in the Premier League. Low battery FC, they're very, very tired. And then you've got Fulham, who went to Liverpool, nearly got a result, and then have had two 5-0 wins at home. So they are bang in form. Um, in fact, they're so in form that they made me change a couple of things with my uh, Goldbridge predictions. Um, Ooh, I was going to put same. Isaac in. Yeah, I was going to put Isaac in, and then I changed it because I thought, you know what, I just don't know. Newcastle never go against Newcastle at St James's Park, but they could have a bit of a European hangover here. So I'm going to, I think it, either or, I'm going to go a draw. Nice. Yeah. Either or or a draw. Um, I, I do think Newcastle, the thing I've done this season is when, when it's been going bad at Newcastle, sort of wrote them off and, undersold Eddie Howe a little bit and he's always managed to come back. He's had two terrible performances. We're recording this on a Wednesday ahead of the AC Milan game, so hopefully they can do well in Europe there, up the coefficient. But I think oh, this I is going to have turned well. around. Why? I'm just not one of them people that wants English clubs to do well. Well, I suppose with Newcastle... Well, actually, I do. Well. I do want them to do well because I'd like fifth place for yeah. the Champions League. Yeah, go up the tune. Up the tune, man. Yeah, um... Yeah, let's see what happens there. Uh, where should we go to next? I, I, do you know what? I, my big, bold, brazier prediction of the weekend is Sheffield United to beat Chelsea. Nah, you're mad. You're mad. No, I, I That's think why that, I'm better than you at knowledge. <laughs> your bloody knowledge. I think the way Wilder's come in, even straight away with 24 hours that he sort of, uh, you know... Did they they had a much better performance against Liverpool with 24 hours? They obviously won at the weekend, and I just feel with the way Chelsea are going as well, it could be a bit of Chris Wilder magic and Sheffield United win at the Bridge. No chance. I mean, nothing against Sheffield United, but they just can't score. 
you know, if they if Sheffield United's wife said we're going to do some role play in the bedroom, they'd walk in as a librarian and say, "Shush, it's time to go to sleep." They're boring. <laughs> They're boring. They can't score goals. They'll grind out results at home, but they ain't going to Stamford Bridge and scoring. No, that's no. very good. That's um, that's my favourite uh, analogy you've done this season. Yeah, I should have kept that back for a match. Really, um, I can still use it. Nah, I can't. Yeah, it's an it's another podcast exclusive. Um, but yeah, Forest, Spurs, and um, Brentford Villa are the last two I wanted to, to sort of either or. I think uh, Forest at home, r- amazingly, Cooper was under some pressure. Apparently, I think that's ridiculous. Um, but South Spurs have done well against Newcastle. But I think it could be a tricky Friday night game. In fact, I might actually do a watch along of this. I, would, I normally hate Friday night football, but I might. I might. I think it's got an interesting pre-Christmas feel to it, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that ended in a draw. No, I, I think Spurs are hopefully back, and Bianch is going to be. I'll be washing his car for him on Saturday morning after a very successful three points on Friday. And then Brentford Villa. I think this is a this is a massive game for Villa. They've not travelled great. They've just won two big games against Arsenal and Man City. If they are to be top four contenders or title contenders, you've got to go to the likes of Brighton and win. But Brighton at home are tough, and I, I just I, again, Brent Brighton are good. Well, I said that on purpose. I was going to say Brighton at home are tough, but <laughs> Brentford at home. Well, that's another story, and that's where Villa are going, not Brighton. Don't go to Brighton, Villa fans. You'll be very disappointed, um, not because it's a bad place, but because Brighton are not there, and it's and you're and you're playing Brentford. So, yeah, I I don't know where, which way this goes. Will, what do you think? I think it's a convincing Villa win. I think Brentford. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've won one in the last five. They lost the other four of those. I think the interesting thing was like when Villa drew at Bournemouth. Was it recently? Was it two two in the end, or did they just did they lose? I can't remember. It was a bad. They didn't didn't get all three points, but then obviously Bournemouth have been on an upward trajectory since then. So in hindsight, it might not have been too bad a result. But I think, uh, yeah, I think this is a convincing Aston Villa win. There you go. Right, it's time for the best show of the week. Well, on the Friday show, it's time for Goalbridge, where we pick five goal scorers from the week. Uh, we get a point for each goal they score, and we accumulate the score across the weeks. We also pick a clean sheet where we get a point and then if a defender scores we get three points which has never happened before um the scores before this week were what will uh it was 13-9 going into this last week i had not had a sniff at all i'd been doing terrible but um i had a good weekend last weekend um and some of my picks were inspired as well they weren't just traditional people that you think would do well I picked John McGinn to score for Aston Villa in a 1-0 win against Arsenal and then I picked uh, Jack Grealish who'd been sort of out of favour to score at Luton and he did as well so maybe you should give me some extra points for those sort of picks yeah could do could do Um, so how many points did you get so I got two so it's Mark Goldbridge 13 Will Brazier 11 yeah because I got nothing yeah great um, okay, well, look, um, I'll start off. So I'm, I'm, I'm leading by two still then, aren't I? You're leading by two, correct. Great. Um, so my first pick then is going to be, where am I going with this? Uh, I, you know what, talking about the, the Spurs-Forest game, I think there's some interesting picks this week. There's not really any dead cert. So I've gone with Richarlison to continue his scoring form. Okay. In the words of Arthur, having fun 
isn't hard when you've got a library card. Yes, I'm going for the librarians themselves to score, and Cameron Archer is my first goal scorer. Cameron Archer, who does he play for? Luton. Sheffield United. See again. There's, I'm Wake up. There is, there's 20 teams in this Premier League. I know. Okay, that's good. Okay, so um, I'm going to go to uh, three o'clock games on Saturday next. Bournemouth are going to entertain Luton. I'm going to go with Solanke, who I got rid of Isaac for. Hmm. He's, okay, he, well, I... There'll be plenty of goals on. in that game. Yes, number two pick for me is I am going to Turf Moor, Burnley versus Everton. And I'm going for Abdullah Dyke. Abdullah Decore to score for Everton. Good pick. Uh, my third pick is going to be Chelsea at home to Sheffield United. Hard to pick a scorer because if you go with Nicholas Jackson, you're an idiot. So I've gone with Raheem Sterling. Okay, I had Dominic Solanke down, but I'm very malleable, foldable, and I've changed. So I'm going to go to the same game, but I'm going for Carlton Morris to finally score for me. Oh, interesting in relation to what I'm going to do in a minute. Um, mm. Have a shit. <laughs> I'm going to, I had him last week. I'm going to stick by him this week. I'm going to go Alvarez for Man City. I don't think Haaland's even available anyway. We can't pick him in, in Goldbridge, but that should mean Alvarez down the middle against the poor Crystal Palace side. So I'm going to go Alvarez second week in a row. Didn't deliver last week. He's going to deliver this week. Interesting. My picks have been very hipster. And that continues with my fourth pick, which will be Alex Awobi to score for Fulham when they entertain Newcastle. Mine have been very hipster. Raheem Sterling, Solanke, Richarlison. And guess just, what? You probably just literally looked at the scorers from last week and picked them again. No, no, I didn't because I'm going to go with another pick from last week who didn't deliver. I'm going to go, uh, you know, an idiot's would go with Mo Salah because it's just so obvious. So obvious. So I, I, it's so obvious I guarantee Will's got Mo Salah. I'm going to go with Nunez, Darwin Nunez, to score against Manchester United. It, I, as much as it pains me, I need the points. Okay, well, yeah, proven wrong because my fifth pick is Mohamed Salah. Yeah, exactly. I knew it. I knew it. As predictable as rain on Christmas Day in the UK. Check the forecast. I think I think it'll be fun. Okay, uh, so my goalkeeper is Hipster. This is why I am what I am. I'm going to go for my clean sheet pick, Neto Bournemouth, playing Luton. Interesting. In net, Neto. Net, zero, um, you oh, see. Sorry, um, I just, sorry, I realised as well, I, with Goldbridge, now, just hang on, let me. I'll come back to that. My goalkeeper for this week will be Jordan Pickford. Who are they playing, Everton? Burnley away. Mm, that's a bad pick. And and defenders, I've almost given up hope. I've almost given up hope here because I just I just don't think I'm ever going to pick one. So I've I've looked at who's playing someone shit with a team that defenders sometimes score, and I'm back at Stamford Bridge with Thiago Silva against Sheffield United. I'm going to Aston Villa, and I've gone for Luca Dean. Um, so just to reference my five picks are Cameron Archer Decore Carlton Morris Alex Awobi Mohamed Salah Luca Dean to score as a defender Jordan Pickford clean sheet and mine are Richarlison Sterling Solanke Nunez Alvarez to score Thiago Silva defender 
Neto of Bournemouth, my goalkeeper, if you didn't know who Neto was. Just one point of contention for the running order. Now, how nice are you as a person and remember what I've done for you in the past? My goalkeeper last week was Kelleher, did get replaced immediately by... Uh, just ignore what I'm saying because they conceded. Sorry. Ah, um, keep that in. Keep that in. The little beg. He's like he's like a fucking tiny <laughs> Tim at Christmas. No, oh, I picked Kelleher and he didn't play. Allison played. Could I have a clean sheet? No, because Crystal Palace scored a penalty, you prat. Get out with yeah, your begging. Yeah, bloody begging. You know what? You know what I would have said if you'd have said if they had got a clean sheet. You know what I would have said? Honestly, <laughs> what would you? What? I'd have said, yeah, of course you can, because that's what we happened with Ramsdale and Raya. Nah, bollocks. But it did. But it. So blame Pat. Blame VAR. Yeah, that was a penalty. I thought, but yeah, okay. So thirteen eleven going into this week, and I'm very happy with my choices, and I think I will be coming out level after this weekend. I've got to be honest. You know what? When you whoever scored on Saturday, you you messaged me and went, yeah, get in. Who was it who scored? It wouldn't. Would it, was it McGinn? John no. McGinn. Oh, I think it was before that. Who else scored for you? McGinn on Saturday, Grealish on Sunday. Yeah, well, well, the McGinn one, he messaged me and I was like, I was in a really bad mood. I was like, I know, I think I'm doing, <laughs> no, I think I'm doing bad at, bad at win, lose or draw. I think I'm doing bad at FPL and I, and I bet he's going to get loads of points in, in Goldbridge. And then here I am on Friday. I did br- really well at Fantasy Premier League. I did brilliant at win, lose or draw and he's still behind me on this. So, you know what? Sometimes you think things are bad and they're better. Yeah, but they could get worse. They could get worse. They could get worse. But a lot worse. It's nice to be winning on all three fronts. That's that's what I say. And long may it continue because uh, I like winning. Although it's not happening on the pit. This, none of this actually matters. It's just make-believe winning, isn't it? Man United are shit. That's mm. real. And, and yeah, that's the so choice I've made. shit as well. So I know and I've made my choice. Soon be Christmas. Um, fantastic show. Really enjoyed it. I uh, hope you all did as well. Um, do check out Athletic Greens. It's very nice. It's made a big difference to us both in 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 many areas and and many. You know, I actually was drinking it a week before Will, and I think that's why I'm so much better than him at Goldbridge. That's why I maintain my yeah. lead. Well, Maybe I think I've week made, I, my, my, my comeback started since I've drank AG one, so that's really interesting. There we go. Okay, uh, thanks everyone for watching. Remember, we're back next Tuesday. It's Christmas week next Tuesday, so we'll have a bit of uh, bit of Christmas stuff in in um, even if it's just Will with a bit of tinsel on, which you won't be able to see anyway unless you watch the videos. But uh, we've got some exciting nod. stuff coming up with the podcast around Christmas. Actually, keep your eyes peeled. It's the next level. So, yes, thanks for coming on, Will. Thanks for having me, Mark. And have a great weekend, everyone. And I really do mean that. Thank you. Mm-hmm.